If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Let me see Radio X, Talk Stream Live, uh, our broadcast affiliates, and satellite programming providers around the world. If you'd like to uh, send an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com, and all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Stephen Bassett is my guest to this hour, Exxon Nation, and what we've decided to do, because Stephen has so much information to share with you tonight, that we're just going to have two 27-minute segments. So we're just going to take a little brief pause at the bottom of the hour, and then we're going to get right back to Stephen. He is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group, founded in 1996 to end a government-imposed embargo on the truth behind extraterrestrial-related phenomena. He has spoken to audiences around the world about the implications of formal disclosure by world governments of an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race and given over 1,000 radio and television interviews. PRG's advocacy work has been extensively covered by the national and international media. 
In 2013, PRG produced a citizen's hearing on disclosure at the National Press Club in Washington. Since November of 2014, PRG has been conducting political initiatives in Washington, D.C. One is, uh, see, one is seeking the first hearings on Capitol Hill since 1968 regarding the extraterrestrial presence issue. The others seek to force the ET issue into the ongoing presidential campaigns. Joining me now is Stephen Bassett. And Stephen, welcome back to the x Always great having you with us, Steve. Always a pleasure, Rob. Steve, um, WikiLeaks, not only are they bombarding uh, the Clinton campaign, but they also gave you something to raise your eyebrows on. And I was wondering if you could tell our audience all about that. Mm. Well, a bit of a story here in order to explain that. And I should mention to your audience that everything we're going to be talking about is backgrounded at ParadigmResearchGroup.org, ParadigmResearchGroup.org, and you click on the Clinton, E.T. Clinton Connection media coverage link right there on that page, and it's all there, just a huge page of stuff. I know. I went there, and I, and I, and I said to myself, my God, Steve, this has got to be a smoking gun. <laughs> well, when it comes to government, oh, I'm sorry, um, yeah, I forgot. Uh, smoking guns are hard to come by. Uh, but here's here's the basic story. Okay. For the for the last two years, there's been a political initiative underway in Washington to uh, force the ET issue into the presidential campaign. This mm-hmm. endless campaign that's been underway for two years. And the reason we're able to do that is because there is a connection between the extraterrestrial issue and the Clintons, the Clinton team, as it were. Um, and of course, Secretary Clinton's running for president. That means the news media is going to be sensitive to anything relevant to that. So um, over the last two years, we've had considerable success. And PRG has been able to generate hundreds of articles uh, in print publications, substantial highland print publications, uh, both here in the UK, about the Clinton-ET Rockefeller Initiative connection. Uh, about 120 of them actually reference PRG's work. Uh, most of them are, of course, in the print version of these publications. But what really matters is the website version of these articles, because, as you know, those contain hyperlinks. Yep. And those, these articles are filled with hyperlinks to interviews that Clinton has given on television, statements she's made, uh, documents that are relevant, and, of course, PRG's political initiative pages. And that's been going on for two solid years. So that's been a great success. What has not happened, though it should have happened, is that the television news operations, and we have six major news operations here, the three networks and the three cable networks, they are more compromised on the truth embargo than any other uh, genre of the media. They've virtually stood with it for 70 years. And nothing proves that more than what's happened in the last two years, which is namely that in spite of hundreds of articles, New York Times, Times of London, Washington Post, Washington Times, Chicago Tribune, I could go on and on and on about the connection between Secretary Clinton and her husband and her campaign chairman and other members of their team and the extraterrestrial issue. In spite of that, for over something like three dozen uh, campaign debates, primary debates, and of course now two presidential debates and town halls 
easily well over three dozen. Not a single question has been asked by a single news television moderator of a single candidate. Absolutely nothing. Why not? Because the news, the television news operations are the most compromised on the ET issue. Now, the reasons for that are not fully clear. Uh, I can guess at it. For one, the three networks are under, obviously, the aegis of the Federal Communications Commission. Mm -hmm. They're licensed operations. So if they want to do things that irritate the government, there could be consequences. The three cable news operations, which are 24 hours a day, they have very low audiences, though. Uh, And so they're more reluctant to rock the boat. They tend to go for the safe stuff. But maybe the most significant aspect is that it is the nature of television that the journalists that work on these shows, namely the hosts, these are the lead journalists, and there's several dozen, they're all millionaires. Uh, The Mm. people that write stories in the New York Times, Washington Post, they make a living. But these television host moderators and news moderators are millionaires. I've, I've researched it. And they're all, with virtually no exception, making anywhere between $1 and $20 million a year. And so we just had a, a uh, debate that was moderated by Martha Raddatz and uh, Anderson Cooper. Yes. Anderson Cooper's making like $9 million a year. He's a multimillionaire. And so these people are making so much money that they don't just want to risk uh, their p- position. They don't want to take any chances. Uh, for fear that somehow it could lead to losing their job. So they're, they have, in other words, they have too much to lose. So that's one of the, 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 the that's another reason. But there may be others. But whatever, they simply are the hardest to crack. And they didn't crack during this campaign in the two years that it's gone on in all these debates. So in that sense, it's kind of like fifty-fifty as we've moved toward this election. Um, but then. We got a wild card, something that was not part of PRG strategy to force this issue into the the campaign, into the Clinton's presidential run, trigger a massive media response, which it would Mm -hmm. if it really got serious, which would then result in probably the Pentagon and the White House having to to cut a deal and disclose because they cannot stand – the truth embargo would not withstand hundreds of – of reporters really with their hair on fire standing in front of the Pentagon and the White House demanding answers. It could not withstand that, and they know that. But we got a wild card, <clears throat> and this and that's WikiLeaks. Uh, I did not know, nor could I have predicted, what was going to happen there. WikiLeaks <clears throat> did release uh, documents from the uh, – or documents did get released from the Democratic National Committee leading into the convention. Uh, Exactly who did that, it's not clear. Uh, somebody named Gooserver was involved, perhaps. But in any event, they were released. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing there. It wasn't that big a deal, not certainly for the ET issue. I did not realize, though, that John Podesta's email had been hacked. And so obviously, not too long ago, I learned that over 50,000 emails from John Podesta's server were hacked and were going to be released to the public. And not just released – Um, Julian Assange made it clear in repeated interviews that these emails were going to have significant impact on Secretary Clinton's presidential campaign, which is pretty aggressive. 
They were going to be released prior to the election, and they were going to be released in tranches. In other words, this is an aggressive act on the part of WikiLeaks as opposed to simply dumping the files out to be looked through by media. Well, that is uh, significant, and the reason for that is simple. These 50,000 emails almost certainly contain a very considerable number of emails related to the ET issue. So far, there's been 15,000 released, and about 30 of them have ET connections. Nothing huge, enough to generate several dozen articles, um, but there's 35,000 more to come. And why that's important is this. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that over the last two years, there had to be correspondence between John Podesta, Secretary Clinton's campaign chairman, and a gentleman who's called for the release of UFO files on a half a dozen occasions. And Secretary Clinton or her intermediary, I think in most cases they don't correspond directly. That's intentional. They go through an assistant. Um, but there may be some direct emails between them because over the last two years you have all these articles coming out referencing him, referencing her, referencing Bill Clinton, referencing the ET issue, the Rockefeller Initiative, and it's inconceivable that they're not discussing that. More importantly, uh, starting back on February the 13th, uh, Podesta put out a very famous tweet, which which created several hundred articles uh, on the ET issue. He put out He put out another one. He's given several interviews. She has given several interviews. She's actually talked about it with uh, at least one reporter, the Conway Daily Sun. The, these things just don't happen. There must have been discussions amongst them about the approach to take, the timing, and everything else. Those emails should be there, and I predict they will start coming out. Now, that is going to generate a whole new batch of media articles connecting Clinton to the ET issue all the way through to the election and and more importantly if mm -hmm. she wins the election obviously from that point on all the way up into the White House and so this is significant and so my optimism that we will see disclosure this year before Obama leaves the White House is still running pretty high do you think that these <coughs> uh, these emails uh, from Podesta have been held back uh, as long as possible in order not to affect the election? No, it looks as if the they were held back uh, by WikiLeaks and then separated up into batches to be released on a daily basis mm -hmm. prior to the election, which is really, you know, I mean, even though it's our elections now last 18 months in this country, sometimes two years. Yeah. The fact is the most important time is the last 30 days, um, and that's exactly when all these emails are coming out. And so the way it's being done is to deliberately impact the election in the most uh, severe way. It's not clear what uh, Assange's strategy is. I've tried to figure it out. It's not easy. He doesn't like Clinton. That is for sure. Yeah. And there are a number of reasons for that. But there's no no question that he doesn't like Trump. There's no way that Assange is a Trump supporter. So exactly what is he trying to accomplish? Um, <clears throat> I, I think that 
one one explanation is that Assange calculated that she was going to win, and, and that uh, these releases uh, would would definitely cause a problem for her and the Democrats. But it wouldn't prevent her from winning the election. But what it would do is shoot a huge warning shot across the bow of the Democratic elite, uh, the Democratic Party elite, meaning if you guys are going to take the White House again and maybe even take back the Senate, and then you're going to continue to launch more wars and continue down the same path that the U.S. has been on for the last 25 years, <clears throat> we have the ability to make your li- make your life miserable, and so that's one possibility. Okay, uh, uh, but only Julian Assange knows for sure what's going on, um, <clears throat> and and um, he he has stated you know, he's he's written several uh, white papers on this that one of the the reasons that they do what they do is that if they can strip from an organization, whether it's a corporation or whether it's a uh, a political party, uh, the belief that they can operate in deep secrecy with impunity, uh, that they can plan, do skullduggery, whatever, uh, and not be found out. If he can strip that from them, then he, or at least the effect is to force these organizations to start cleaning up their act. And so this is reform from the inside out based on basically fear of exposure. This is at the core of WikiLeaks' approach, um, and it can work, and it's already having that kind of effect. What's interesting, of course, is that the Republican Party's emails were not hacked, or if they were, they're not being released and that, of course, is one of the reasons the Democrats are so upset. Um, now, why didn't the Republicans get hacked? Don't know. If they were, why haven't they been released? I don't know. That maybe happened later in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are in a new time. I think the best way I can sum this up, Rob, is this. The world has changed dramatically away from the world that the power elite – both corporate and political, have been living in their entire life, particularly the ones that are in their 60s and 70s. They can't do what they used to do, though they're still trying. Uh, They do wars. War is is, is key to their their, uh, almost existence. They're they're doing their best to gin up a a new Cold War with Russia. There's brinksmanship going on around the world, not only with Russia, but with China. Uh, They're going out of their way to provoke. Uh, This is madness, and the millennials hate it, but these old farts just don't know how to do anything else. Um, But nevertheless, things are changing underneath them, and you're literally seeing a battle for the hearts and minds of the 7 billion people that that are on this planet, namely, do you want to continue 10,000 years of war, domination by uh, very tiny groups of power elites, Mm -hmm. uh, huge changes in economics, uh, the odd genocide? Do you want to continue that 
or do you want to change course radically and go in a different direction? Now, at the core of that, or rather as part of that, this fundamental idea that the technology is now given almost as much power to the citizens as it has to the, to the, to the state, at the center of all this is the biggest secret of all time. I say secret. The biggest embargoed truth of all time at the center of it. And that, of course, is the extraterrestrial reality. If the extraterrestrial presence is acknowledged, the disclosure event, it will magnify this transition. It will play directly into the uh, strategies of the hackers, I guess you could say if you want to call them that, or the truth advocates, whatever you want to call them, the open government, transparent government activist. It plays directly into that. It is such a major change. It is such an event that it will be transformative. And so in that sense, the truth advocacy movement for disclosure of ET presence is operating in concert, though not formally in concert, with the actions of WikiLeaks, Snowden, Anonymous, and everyone else that is tired of being on the outside while the people on the inside pretty much screw the world up. And so that's what's going down right now. And Hillary Clinton, whether she wanted it to be or not, is literally at the focal point of all of this. It is all coming down to her because one, she wants to be president. Two, she and her team have this big connection to the ET issue, which they've sat on for 23 years, never talked about. Right. The media is finally pressing them on that. Uh, major intrusions into the secret empire by Snowden, by uh, WikiLeaks, and others are literally taking place in real time, and it's all happening literally as she is trying to step into the White House. So let's just say that she's in the frying pan and the heat is really getting turned up, and what she chooses to do next will determine her legacy. If she chooses well, she's going to go down in history very strongly, and if she chooses poorly, then uh, her legacy will turn to ash. But what happens, Steve, <clears throat> if Donald Trump gets in? That is um, – that would be another wild card. Just like the WikiLeaks hack, mm -hmm. or at least not, – I'm not saying they hacked them. WikiLeaks didn't hack uh, the uh, Podesta emails. They are releasing the emails that were hacked by someone else. That's how they operate. That was a wild card, very much helpful in the disclosure process. A Trump election would be a wild card, very much uh, in opposition and damaging the, the disclosure process without question. If Trump wins the election, then Paradigm Research Group will make an extremely intense effort uh, because I'm working now with 30 reporters from 30 publications. I mean there's a lot of print media ready to move on this if we could get a little cooperation and assistance from the television. But we were extremely hard to try to get the issue to blow out during the transition period from November the 8th to January the 20th, which would force Obama to be the disclosure president. I think we'd have a really strong case. Um, in other words, the case we'll be making to the White House through the media mm – -hmm. And to the Pentagon, is it 
this issue now is extremely ripe. It is close to blowing out. If you do not disclose it, it's going to pass to the next administration under Donald Trump. Is that what you want? If I'm Obama, I can't even imagine allowing this legacy to pass out from under me. But what would happen, Uh, Steve, if tomorrow Donald Trump comes out and spills the beans? Well, first of all, he has no beans to spill. He has nothing, knows nothing, and has said nothing. He's got nothing. Uh, And in fact, one of the most remarkable things that most people probably haven't thought about, but it's, it's really significant, and it is another classic case of the dog that didn't bark, which is, of course, a uh, the theme in, in a, a very well-known, um, um, uh, you know, the, the 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 fellow in England, uh, the, the the detective, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Yes. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, rather. Sorry. Um, the dog that didn't bark, which told a lot about what happened and how he solved the case. This is the most vicious political period we've gone through in my lifetime. It's the most partisan and divided period we've gone through. It is the most base and personal politics I've seen in my lifetime. This campaign started with 25 candidates, most of which were on the Republican side, all of which hated Hillary Clinton. And then a few candidates on the Democratic side that I don't think they hated Hillary Clinton, but they uh, were certainly seeking – Uh, her nomination or the nomination Uh, and just and I'm just talking about the last two years I can actually go back 20 years on this but let's just talk about the last two years in the last two years hundreds of articles have been in the in papers all over the United States and the world about the Clinton ET connection with links photographs and references to documents the ET UFO quote-unquote connection and yet not a single Republican candidate has brought it up not Donald Trump not Donald Trump since he got the nomination nobody there's been a couple of articles written in some right-wing publications but none of the campaigns have brought up the connection between Secretary Clinton and the ET issue even though it's clear they're prepared to attack her on everything and anything and nothing is off the table she's called a liar and a demon Mm -hmm. and a crook and she should go to jail she should be indicted she's done this she's going to destroy the country and on and on but not a single mention of the et issue that is the dog that didn't bark and i believe i know why that is it's simply this the intellectual uh, component of the Republican Party, the strategists, the brain trusts, the ones that work behind the scenes, they know full well there's an extraterrestrial presence. In fact, the number of people that know there's an extraterrestrial presence within government and the Pentagon and everything else would probably shock the hell out of people if they knew what it was. But of course, they don't because they remain silent. Since they know the extraterrestrial presence is real, they know that to attack her on that issue could be catastrophic. What do you do if you savage her on that issue and then the issue blows out literally and it comes forward and disclosure takes place or another nation discloses the ET presence? You've just basically sunk yourself. 
Stand by, Steve. You and I have to take a very short break. Exo Nation, I'll be back on the other side of this break with Stephen Bassett. We're talking about the WikiLeaks and uh, the truth embargo. Steve is the executive director of Paradigm Research Group, and their website is paradigmresearchgroup.org. More from the Exxon with Stephen Bassett on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. 
Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genex provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Nation, as everyone listening around the world knows, WikiLeaks has been releasing um, emails uh, from President, uh, I'm sorry, President, I was going to say President Clinton, uh, Secretary of State Clinton, uh, John Podesta, and others. But the ones from, uh, from John Podesta, they're the ones that are of interest to Steve uh, Bassett and the rest of the Paradigm Research Group because. John Podesta and Hillary Clinton in the past have made reference to UFOs, the extraterrestrial presence. So I asked Steve if he'd come on tonight because uh, this is something that we deem here at the Exxon to be of importance. And instead of doing commercials uh, three or four times throughout the hour, what we did was we have two 27-minute segments. We're in uh, segment number two. And Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you. Um, So before we went to the break... 
we were basically saying that if if someone else releases or makes the connections between the dots or challenges of uh, Secretary Clinton on the UFO phenomenon, or not mm-hmm. phenomenon, but uh, the UFO uh, question, or if another country was to release it and make the connection, you said this would be devastating. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, not quite, what I'm saying is that your question was, what if Donald Trump were to bring right, it up? Yes, would he do yeah. it? And I'm saying he doesn't. And, and and the point I'm actually making is that the reason that the Republicans have not brought it up uh, is because I believe that it, they, it, they, they know it's true. The intellectual uh, center of the Republican Party is fully aware the ET presence is true. And therefore, to attack her on that would be catastrophic but what if happens, the issue were to explode. Right. Okay. But what would happen if they did it in such a way? Where you look what we found, you know, with all the WikiLeaks, this, then they look what we found. You know, Secretary well, of State Clinton and John Podesta knew about the extraterrestrial existence and they did nothing about it. Very interesting. Now, that is something they could do, mm-hmm. right? Except that the Republican Party is much closer connected to the military intelligence complex than the Democratic Party in the United States. That's pretty well understood. Yeah. They're pretty much on board with them. Uh, they support them completely uh, and uh, funding policies and what have you. And to challenge her on the issue in that way would be basically to stab the Pentagon in the back, and the Republicans are not going to do it. And so they've remained silent. Now, Trump is a wild card. Yeah, and yeah. it's pretty obvious that Trump is estranged from the – uh, decision makers and policy guys inside mm-hmm. the De- Republican Party. As a result, Trump might – what might happen, Rob, is if Hillary Clinton is asked a question Wednesday night by Chris Wallace, which is a fairly good possibility. I give it a 50-50. We've sent thousands of messages to Fox and him uh, uh, with links and everything else uh, – making a strong case that they must ask her about this in this last debate. Trump's position will be interesting. He only has three things he can do. One, he can remain completely silent, just say nothing, pass. Because if they ask her a question, it's going to pass it to him. Two is he can basically nod his head and say, uh, I pretty much agree with that. Or three, he can attack her. Right. Um, if he attacks her, that guarantees the story will have really big legs. That will just accelerate it even faster. If he says nothing, that will uh, probably be the least impacting of the of the, of of his options. If he agrees with her, that will accelerate the story. Um, the question is: He is being a wild card. Could he bring it up himself? He could. Trump is is capable of bringing it up. Now, he hasn't done it so far, right. obviously. And there's a whole bunch of stuff on the table right now, as you know. But Trump is under enormous pressure for his personal lifestyle choices that he made years ago. He's getting hammered, and it's only going to get worse. It's possible that he might decide to bring the ET issue up to try to change the subject. Uh, not so much to attack her for being interested, but mm-hmm. rather simply to change the subject because it is quite a subject. Who knows? But 
all of this really points to the same thing. The truth embargo is hanging by a thread right now. Those that are managing it inside government, I'm sure, are sitting there and wondering how long can we hang on. Uh, so all I can say is to your listeners, uh, if you want to get regular updates on this, I'm sending them out pretty frequently now. I just go to paradigmresearchgroup.org, and there is a uh, subscription or you know just a sign-up for the email list. Uh, on on the top page, and you'll get regular updates. In fact, I just sent out one this morning, and then all the previous ones are archived on the on my website. Um, hang on, stay tuned because this thing is going to get a lot more intense uh, over the coming weeks. Steve, what would happen, or if 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 Trump is behind the scenes working with the military to release this information because the military. This is just a hypothetical situation here. The military has been observing and maybe even has had contact with the ETs. And they think that this may be the time where the military and Trump make a joint announcement. Hmm. Um, I think the odds of that are extremely low. Sure, I agree. Uh, it's just it's a hypothetical, but it's you know, it's you're, you're, you're talking such deep odds that that wouldn't invest time in it. Uh, the military is not going to give Donald Trump a time of day. Uh, he's, I'm sure, viewed by the Pentagon with considerable uh, alarm. Um, so they're not going to be working with him in, uh, at this point uh, in any way whatsoever. Even if he becomes president, uh, he's going to have a very difficult time dealing with the Pentagon. So he's just not a factor other than he could bring the issue up. Um, as far as the military dealing with ETs, that is a possibility. It's been raised. There's been the odd piece of evidence here and there. Mm -hmm. Hasn't been proven to my satisfaction, though. So I, I, I simply would not say as a matter of fact that the that ETs are, are working directly with the military. I can't rule it out either. Uh, and... What can I say? If it's true, that's something that needs to come out post-disclosure. Remember, disclosure is nothing more than the acknowledgement of the ET presence. It's not a giant dump of information overnight into the public domain. Uh, it's not opening every can of worms in the basement of the Pentagon. It's a simple announcement the ET presence is here. The information transfer that will take place after that will take time. It will be somewhat orderly and structured. Uh, it will not move as fast as the people want, but it will move. But that's post-disclosure. But until we get disclosure, nothing is going to happen. Uh, so here we are now. Uh, will Chris Wallace ask her about this in the final debate? If he doesn't, then we're going to continue to press her very, very hard. Now, strategically, you know, the, the one of the emails that came out in the – by, by the way, at my website, uh, under the press releases, mm -hmm. and in the last update I just sent out, which people can get if they go ahead and subscribe at paradigmresearchgroup.org. It's, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. I'm, I'm listing in chronological order all of the emails of the 15,000 that have an ET connection. It's about 30-some. And I'm adding comments to them. One of those emails confirms that Secretary Clinton – wanted to be asked about the ET question on her Jimmy Kim, her first her, one of her Jimmy Kimmel appearances, and he didn't ask her, meaning they had recommended apparently that he do it, but he chose not to. Uh, 
and there was an email that she was disappointed that she'd been practicing for it. Hmm. Well, a few months later, she did appear uh, on the uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and he, she was asked that question, and the thing she was practicing, she uh, she uh, instituted. I mean, things like that literally confirm what PRG has been saying for years. There is an ET strategy within the Clinton campaign, and by that I mean her whole presidential aspirations going back to the year 2000. I can only believe that her plan is to be the disclosure president. Uh, it would be one of the greatest political legacies of all time for any world leader. But of course she has to get to the White House first, and the issue has its own lifespan, um, has its own uh, path, as it were. Um, it's not guaranteed to be containable through January 20th of 2017. I'll admit the way they've played their hand is pretty good, and they have managed to get through uh, the last 18 months uh, without having it blow out. But because of the pressure put on them by PRG's political initiative, all the reporters that were calling them, uh, calling her team, calling Podesta, wanting to know about the Rockefeller Initiative, wanting to know about this connection, mm -hmm. they knew they were under heavy pressure. Now, the decision they made was not to respond. With one exception, they gave no responses to anybody. No, no calls were returned. Now, let me make it clear. When you, when you don't return a reporter's call from the New York Times or any paper, all you do is make them more interested, not less interested. Now, they knew that, but they knew that they couldn't really answer those questions. So what they did is to orchestrate a, a, a careful release – and a careful, careful public statement, which they orchestrated around appearances on television talk shows like Jimmy Kimmel, one brief interview to a paper in New Hampshire, several interviews by John Podesta, right, where they were able to control and say what they wanted to say. Now, some of the things they said were not true. Some of the things were about the Rockefeller Initiative, but they, were, they didn't mention the Rockefeller Initiative, and they changed the time frames around. But what they were doing the, – the one thing they accomplished in all of these public statements, which, by the way, are fully archived at paradigmresearchgroup.org. You can just go to that page, the Clinton uh, media coverage page, which is right a link on the top page, and you can literally see it all. The one thing they accomplished in all of these statements without triggering a full-scale media avalanche – was to make it clear they believed the issue was serious. They made it quite clear it was serious. Now, I'm trying think, put that, let's put that in perspective. For the first time in history, a presidential candidate has gone out of her way to make it clear to the world's people that the issue is serious. The closest we've come to that before was Jimmy Carter, and he never went this far. Not even close. That gives you a sense of where things are. They managed to accomplish that. And by, by, by accomplishing that, they protected themselves against the issue exploding on them before she made the White House. Because if it did explode and the question started flying, the people would, 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 would at least – their feeling about it would be, well, you know, you did talk about it. You, you indicated sure. it was serious. Obviously, there's more here. Uh, we're cool with that. Uh, so they, no, it's a careful. It's not a. It's not a guaranteed win-win strategy, but mm -hmm. it is well played. And of course, John Podesta is the one orchestrating this. He's the one behind all this, and it worked. And the reason that strategy worked is the TV people stood down. 
to their everlasting disgrace. Believe me, they have a lot to answer for, and they'll have to answer for it. But they stood down, and so they've managed to get now to uh, uh, October the 17th, uh, two days from the last debate, uh, 21 days from the election. However, I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they have enough runway, Mm -hmm. and here's one reason. When the Podesta emails started coming out, all the media that had been – writing about this issue going back but it sort of backed off for a while because obviously the the whole subject matter was changing got back into the game so you got the daily express in the uk october 8th hillary clinton leaked emails reveal shocking discussions on space wars ufos and ets uh you've got uh wall street journal october the 10th wikileaks reveals u.s messages in clinton campaign emails uh you've got uh, the Hill newspaper, that, a very important political newspaper in uh, Washington, D.C. That, that serves the entire capital. Uh, October 10, former Blink-182 singer emailed Clinton camp on UFOs. This is about Tom DeLonge's efforts to get uh, a meeting with Podesta, which apparently he got. Uh, People magazine, former Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge emailed Hillary Clinton campaign manager about aliens. San Diego Tribune, Clinton WikiLeaks include UFO-related messages from Bleak 182, and on and on. So there, all these articles have been appearing. Now, they stopped around October 13th, and then two more just came out, right? Um, and the, the one that just came out yesterday was in the Washington Times. Yeah. In fact, right? yeah, in fact I read that one today, and it's like, holy crap. So you see, this thing is not going to go away, yeah. and it's been brought back to life. And they know it. Now, I'm sure that her goal is to get the election at least out of the way. Mm-hmm. Now, frankly, I happen to think that if the ET thing blows that's not going to hurt her at all. Uh, now, I, I know a lot of people inside the Clinton team would probably disagree, but I, I've been at this a long time. And I can tell you if the ET issue exploded and she had to speak to it, it would not hurt her one iota. But they can't risk it. There's no precedent for this, and so they're going to try to make it to the election. Now, if they make it to the election, think about this. She's now the president-elect. They've achieved the White House. They're not in the White House, but they've achieved the White House. But they've got a transition period that lasts all the way from November the 8th to January the 20th. It's about 75 days. Mm, I see where you're going. And, And now you see... The the press, you know, all those media people out there that maybe you know, particularly on the left, you know, a lot of there's a lot of left leaning media, are you know thinking, well, you know, she's won, so there's really they don't have to worry about hurting her election chances. The right wing media is angry as hell because they're going to have to put up with Clinton, and they're going, okay, let's pull off the gloves here. Uh, so the the idea that well, everybody will just sort of let this drop. Plus, there's no election anymore. Yeah. I mean, do you realize how much air has it, the, the, uh, the, the how much media coverage time is being used by this election right now? It's unbelievable the amount of time it's consuming. Eighty percent of all television news, maybe more. After the election, it's all gone. What are they going to do? And here's this ET issue just sitting there. So, can she? Can she? Can they continue to stonewall the press? 
for 70 more days as she goes to the White House? She can, she can, she, can she go ahead to the New York Times and say, you know, I really want to talk to you about that, but wait till I get in the White House. We'll talk then. I don't think so. And so things may get even hotter for her if she wins. And the result, of course, would be that Barack Obama would be the disclosure president. And he would go out the door with the greatest political legacy in history. And she would be the first post-disclosure president, which will be no trivial position, I can assure you. And so that's how things are lining up. If Trump wins the election, though, then PRG will have basically 75 days to force the media action and put the Pentagon and the White House in enough pressure that, that they go ahead and disclose, which they may want to do. And if we don't get disclosure and Trump takes the White House in uh, January of next year, then the disclosure process is essentially – will hit a brick wall. Uh, I don't know what I'll do at that point. I don't really I – don't, I don't have a, a, a US strategy after that. Probably I will relocate PRG overseas and begin approaching other, other countries, heads of state or at least other country governments working somewhere out of Europe. So wow. that would be my strategy then. That's pretty heavy. Like for all, with all the work well, that you with all the work that you've done over the years, Steve. You know, is it you know, there there's got to be something else that can be done besides, you know, well saying, Oh, oh I'm just gonna pack up and go across overseas. Well, I'm not gonna go over there and have a vacation. I'm saying yeah. I'm gonna go and refocus on other governments. I, I understand that, but wouldn't that be giving up on your own government? Yes. But the American people will have given up on their own government if they elect Donald Trump. I guess that depends on what side of the fence you're on. Because, you know, if the race wasn't as close as it is, I'd agree with you. But I think what Donald Trump has successfully done is showing the people that that the country does belong to them and that it you know, people on his side of the camp are sick and tired of Washington the way it is. They're fed up of the Clintons. They're fed up of the... Of all the bureaucracy, and then you've got the people on the Clinton side who are old Washington, old money, and they're singing a nice tune, but they're only singing to one side of the uh, one side of the choir, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how these final days prior to the election are are going to happen, and it's going to certainly be interesting, Steve, to see if the ET presence is brought up. And I'm going to tell you something, Steve. I sure as hell would hate to see you leave because I know over the many years I've had the pleasure of talking to you how much hard work and dedication that you have put into this project. It'll well, be as, a, I say, as it'll, I say, Rob. It'll be a great loss I'll, for the U.S. I will, I will change PRG's name to PRG International and right. I'll, I will start approaching other countries. Uh, look, I've heard your views. I'm familiar with all of these sure. views. Obviously, I've been immersed in this election for two years. Let me just say this. All demagogues are an illusion. All of them are illusions. And all demagogues end up the same way. Self-immolation. So, I have no interest in bashing my head up against an illusion yeah. or sitting around waiting for an immolation. I'll go where I can find, uh, I'll go where you can make there's progress. a chance yeah. to make some headway. Listen, one quick question here. What yeah. happens if tomorrow, hypothetically, 
another country presents the 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 emails and makes the connection uh, well, no, they're they're already following it. I mean, it's already articles around the world about yeah. this connection. But if you you mean what happens if another country discloses? Yes. What happens if Putin discloses? Well, or China, then, North Korea, whoever. Well, no, North Korea couldn't do it. It certainly uh, won't be. It certainly won't be Canada. Our prime minister is not that smart. Um. Well, if Canada, Canada would be, if, if Canada did it, it would be adequate. Uh, UK, France, certainly Russia, China, a few other countries. But if another country and let's and let's say Putin were sure. to do it, uh, one that would be it. That would be disclosure, and the other countries would follow very quickly, including the U.S. It would be a geopolitical, major geopolitical liability, a hit, a hit for the U.S. Yeah. Just huge, huge, huge problem, huge negative. Uh, it would hurt us. It would hurt the country. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't go out of the way to hurt ourselves all the time. But the U.S. would lose a huge edge, huge advantage, uh, and would take a hell of a lot more heat. And the disclosure, post-disclosure world would go a lot more, be more difficult for the U.S. if another country goes first. Um, uh, but long term, doesn't matter. Steve, what happens uh, the day after disclosure? Well, you are going to be sitting in front of your television all day, um, as will most of the world, and. Uh, Though, to be honest with you, I believe if they do it, it'll be on a, uh, it'll be on a Friday evening, mm-hmm. and they they actually may not. They may basically say, "Look, uh, take the weekend, relax. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, have a barbecue. We'll pick this up on Monday. All right. Uh, if necessary, they may have to close the banks down for mm-hmm. a few days the following week. They may not." Uh, they're not going to do it in the middle of a heavy work day. It'll be on a Friday. We'll have a couple of days to chill, right? Now, the networks and the cable will be running every friggin' UFO document you can get their hands on. They'll be running it all all week, yeah. plus a few movies. Uh, everyone will be talking. The internet will literally burn up uh, social media. But that's one of the great things about the, the, the internet, and one of the one of the reasons why I don't think it's a coincidence that this is happening now. Something huge like that happens, and, and now everybody virtually in the world has the ability to go and talk about it with everybody else. All right? What do you think? What's going mm-hmm. on? Whatever, and talk, talk about it. Not sit there and and sweat. You know, the uh, sweat it. So uh, there will be a huge amount of, of of communication on social media over the weekend, and then on Monday, the real fun begins. Uh, press conferences, statements, the, the the Congress will immediately convene half a dozen, maybe a dozen hearings, or at least begin the process. Uh, every every researcher in, in the issue in the field will be wanting to be interviewed worldwide. Contactees will immediately become the superstars of the 21st century. Everybody will want to talk to a contactee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the process will begin. Uh, that's what will happen. But how will all right? So I I can understand you know that that there will be a couple of days to talk about it. There will be this, that, and the other thing. But what change will happen? What will the big change be? How will this affect us on a day to day level? All right, so extraterrestrials are real. Okay, now what? Well, I know I have a cliche uh, answer to that, which I've given many times. Mm-hmm. And and it's the best answer I got, and that is the day after disclosure, 
everything in the world will change and nothing will change. Gotcha. In terms of an individual person, mm-hmm. the vast, vast majority of everybody in the planet, there will be a few exceptions, people right near the center of the, of the disclosure process. But for the 99.99% of the world's population, they will have the same life, same relationships, same job, same issues, same problems, same everything. And they'll have to deal with them the next day. Okay. The day after that and the day after that. So for them, initially, nothing changes. But in fact, Mm -hmm. though they may not perceive it, everything in the world will start to change. But it's kind of – it will be what I call a reverse ripple. Right. A reverse ripple is this. When you drop a pebble into a perfectly calm lake, Mm -hmm. you get a – big ripple that extends out and then actually it's a series of ripples that extend out and as they expand over the lake they get smaller and smaller and smaller well it's based on you know physics law of physics and gravity steve i've got about 30 seconds to wrap okay in uh, in this case you'll that pebble hits the water and you get a very small very tiny ripple that extends out and then as it gets further and further it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually the entire world has changed. Quickly, Steve, the website. ParadigmResearchGroup.org Stephen Bassett, always a great pleasure talking to you. Continued success, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the Exxon. Until then, take care of yourself, Steve. Thank you. Steve Bassett has been our guest. ParadigmResearchGroup.org I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. <laughs> 